I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. I am really excited today because, you guys, we had someone send us a message and request our guest for today. Um, We had shout out to Megan for sending us a DM on Instagram. And it's really that easy, guys. If you want us to interview somebody, we will get them and drag them onto the show. And uh, she, she sent us a message. She was so sweet. And she said, you know, I really wanted to go to Annalise's mastermind that she has on the cross, but I just can't get there. And she said that she saw that Michaela was a guest on Annalise's panel for one of the masterminds. And she said that she really wanted to hear Michaela's story. So you know what? We reached out and we got her here. So Megan, this one is for you. So Michaela, welcome to the podcast. Yes, I can't believe somebody requested me. That's that's impressive and a little sad. (laughs) It's a compliment. <laughs> it's a very high compliment. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I will I will share what I have, but I'm not sure it's much. So, let's let's start off by let's give a little background on yourself. Where are you from? What do you do and kind of how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I'm from Baldwin, That's Wisconsin. A lot of questions. Um, you probably know my older sister, the modern day farm chick. Um, So we grew up with our younger sister, Eva, too, um, at a dairy farm in Baldwin, uh, milked 1,500 cows, uh, went to school in River Falls, worked on some other farms during college and after college, and now I've been back home for probably eight years or so. Um, So I work full-time with my dad and my grandpa, and then my husband, Matt, works for us, too, Um, and yeah. That's that's what we're doing right now. So how is it working with your dad and your grandpa growing up? Were you always involved on the farm or was this kind of something that you didn't realize that you wanted to do until you went off to college? I definitely grew up, yeah, farming and I knew I would do something in agriculture. I kind of thought for a while about being a vet, but then I went to school and realized I hate school and probably was not smart enough for that. (laughs) I think that's 90% of kids that try to go to vet school. Mm -hmm. Now that I see like what our vet does, I don't think I would have liked it. Like I like what I do now and how every day is kind of different and um, just like a lot of different areas that I didn't expect to be in. Um, so yeah. So you have a little guy at home, is that correct? Yes. Yep. We how, oh. <laughs> how, how has that changed your life on the farm? Cause it feels like once you kind of like, this is kind of the same situation I was in where you kind of get into your groove on the farm and then you have a little guy and then it's like, your world just flips completely upside down. So how has that been for you going from just focusing on the farm to now trying to juggle being a farmer and a mom? Yeah, it's hard. It's because, yeah, I'm kind of like control freak is the right word (laughs) at the farm. But like, I like to be involved in everything. And like, 
the type of manager I want to be is like a manager that's involved and like actually does the work and understands the work. Cause I feel like if you, I don't know, I've always tried to have the motto as a manager, like that if I wouldn't do the job or like don't know how to do it, like why, or how should I tell somebody else how to? So that's been kind of hard for me. Cause I like to be, like I said, like really hands-on. Um, and then we just uh, put in a rotary in April. So that like, took a huge amount of my time. So we kind of went from like part-time daycare to full-time daycare. And now I'm back to like feeling guilty and, and wanting him home more. So it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like I'm sure everyone feels that way, but, uh, so I'm trying to find that balance. I don't, I wouldn't say I'm balancing it great yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that I think you're right. Yeah. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, you always kill. kill this people. is really hard when you can't see the other people talking. You feel guilty one way or the other. You either feel like you should be at the farm or you should be at home. Um, I don't think you'll ever feel like a great balance with both, but just do your best, right? Yeah. So this, I I know nothing about dairy, um, but it sounds like the the parlor upgrade was would be a huge undertaking because I mean how how were you put it replacing what you already had so did you have to find like a new place to milk and while you were kind of under construction did it go in quickly like can you walk us through that transition on how long you had to plan for this update yeah so it was Quite, uh, it was a really big process. So um, my family in, we had a barn fire in 91. Sorry to like go way back. <laughs> um, so that's when we kind of built at the location we're at now. And they put in a double 10 herringbone parlor. And then they expanded in like 2000 and then put in another double 16. So we had two parlors, which is obviously a ton of labor and just not efficient at all. So we didn't expand or anything when we put the rotary in. We just wanted to gain efficiency. And we, I don't know, I had been talking, been a dream of mine for pretty much since I came back to the farm. That was something I wanted to do. And we actually downsized our herd a little bit first. Um, I just, I don't know, we were milking, like I said, in both parlors 24-7. And I just felt like we were never getting better at anything, never had time to get better. It was like, by the time you finished one shift, you had to start the next. And uh, it just seemed like too much. Um, So we actually downsized a little bit and turned out that less is more. And we're actually shipping like the same amount of milk we were before and better quality. Um, And then just kind of having that downtime in the one parlor, like I was like, I definitely want that in a rotary too. So we went with kind of a bigger rotary than they would have sized us for. Um, but I have zero regrets about it. So sorry, that was a really long answer. <laughs> no, that's perfect. So was this all your idea? Or was this something that your dad and grandpa were kind of looking into before you brought it up? Or how did that conversation go initially when you said, hey, I think we should do this? Uh, the rotary went better than the downsize conversation. I was kind of worried I was going to give my grandpa a heart attack. Um, especially I feel like with a lot of the 
banks right now and just like that old school mentality. Um, they really push that you have to keep the barns full in order to pay for things. And I just don't think that's the case at all. And I think we've proved that with the downsides, like focusing on quality over quantity. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, I mean, it was something my dad definitely wanted to do too, but I guess I kind of took it on and went and toured. So in like 2019, I think my husband and I went and toured probably 10 different rotaries in, around Wisconsin just to get ideas of, I don't know, because we had no idea what we were looking at or what we really wanted. Um, and then we started looking for builders in 2020. 2020, 2021, we found a builder and then we just started milking uh, this past April. So it's definitely a really long process. <laughs> but you said no regrets. Like this is definitely a smart yeah. decision for you guys. Yeah, just because we were milking in two parlors, especially. So just like on labor efficiencies alone, uh, it'll pay for itself. You know, it'll have a really good return on investment. Um, and yeah, just having the downtime is really nice too, because I just, it gives us so much flexibility to work on getting better at things. Or if something is down in the parlor, we have time to fix it and do extra cleaning and things like that. Was there much of a learning curve for you guys when it was first installed or was it pretty simple and straightforward? Uh, both. <laughs> I, it's definitely like that. It's if you just expect like, especially for the cows, 48 hours of hell and you just, <laughs> then, then it's as expected. Like obviously cows don't like change. Um, so we literally had to push every single cow on for the first couple days and then with, with each shift, it got a little better. Um, but just the overall uh, management of our farm changed for the better. But there's only so much planning you can do on paper. Um, like you do your best, but obviously what happens on paper and what really happens are two very different things. So that was probably the bigger learning curve was just figuring out everyone's new roles and um, job descriptions, stuff like that. I think we're still not still not where I'm, I want to be. I'm sure it'll take probably over a year or more. Did your husband grow up farming as well? Or is this a completely new thing for him? Yep, his family uh, had a smaller dairy farm too. Um, and then he and his brother had um, a company and they did tra sold tractor tires and repairs. Um, so then I convinced him to come work with me um, four years ago, I think. So that's mostly good. <laughs> Becca, I know you know a little bit more about milking and I know our internet is bad, so it's been kind of hard. I'm just not. So, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it all in because every time I talk, someone else is actually talking. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm here, but... <laughs> Did you ever have Becca? Did you ever have an experience with a rotary? Like, do you do you know what she's talking about? Because yeah, I just have we, like the faintest idea. <laughs> a rotary parlor is like a big carousel for cows. That's the best way I can explain it. Um, no, we had a uh, double ten swing parlor, so nothing super fancy. But um, I know a lot of dairies, a lot of bigger dairies, are putting these rotaries in just because they are so much more efficient and um, 
I don't want to say they're less labor intensive, but do you find that your employees uh, have a better time or like enjoy milking in it more because, you know, it's not quite as much walking up and down the lane and things like that? Yeah, it's well for us too. So now with our new schedule, nobody um, is just a milker, uh, which I think is a really cool, that's not the right words, like nice to offer that nobody, because I wouldn't want to just milk cows all day, every day. So now our shift is only about four to five hours of milking. And then they go, um, obviously they want more than five hours of work. So then they'll like feed calves or do outside chores as well. So that's what I mean. Like when it totally changed, like all of our day-to-day stuff on the farm, it just like switched everything up. So yeah, it's definitely like a really busy four or five hours. But I think with our double 16, like they were constantly walking back and forth where now they get to kind of hang out in one spot. And then the guys, um, we have two guys in the front, one like prepping and stripping and the other guy. um, Sorry, if that doesn't make sense, Amber, (laughs) that probably sounds weird. Um, I just pretend it does. It's okay. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) The next guy's connecting and then they just switch uh, after every other pen. So I think it's definitely uh, a lot nicer for them. Yeah. I love the idea that they are not just milking and they get to do other things because sometimes it would get really boring, like just doing the same thing all the time. I remember, I think when I was pregnant with um, Sophia, I, I just couldn't handle feeding calves at the end. Like it was just too much lifting and stuff. So all I was doing was milking. And I was like, oh, I I miss like the variety of being able to do something besides be in this parlor. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you guys able to utilize one of your old parlors as like a hospital um, parlor or are they just, did you sell off the parts? Um, still trying to sell most of this stuff, um, but we are using our smaller one yet for hospital cows. Um, but I'm hoping next year we can shut that one down too. Um, but okay. we have to add Do you have any plans like existing... um, for... Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Keep no, going. Just... You're uploading. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I was just going to ask if... I mean, you just finished this, so you're probably not totally thinking ahead to like what's next. But um, as far as like efficiencies on the farm, do you think you'll add any like automation to... Um, the parlor, I know they've got like the automatic heat dippers and things like that. Or are you guys just kind of happy and just going to ride this wave out for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, we tried to think of that um, in designing the building and everything is making sure that we were thinking far enough ahead. Um, so we added like an extra 10 feet um, around the entire rotary. Um, so that way in the future, like if there's robotics or other things that come out, I don't think, I think there's only a couple robotic uh, rotaries right now. And so I'm going to let somebody else get all the kinks worked out. <laughs> um, but we do have a TSR robot on the back end doing post-it. Um, not to like switch gears to not talk about um, dairy farming necessarily, but something that I think Amber will have a little bit more experience with too. Um, just the aspect of working. Sorry, that wasn't meant to be like rude. <laughs> the aspect of working with your family every day. Um, So I, I mean, I didn't, I mean, granted the farm that I was on, they were basically family, but I don't have like the, 
the experience of that, you know, the day to day. Um, how has that been? Like, has it has it been hard for you to kind of get your dad and grandpa to try new things? Or are they pretty open to your ideas? Uh, both. I mean, I think anytime you're working with family, it can be really hard when I especially when I first came back, I think my dad and I, we butted heads a lot. Um, and then I think he just built trust over time. Um, and now and just figuring out how to communicate. Like if I have an idea, I have to talk to my grandpa differently than I talk to my dad about it. Like just knowing like my grandpa is very analytical and like, I don't know if you guys done those like disc analysis before. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's, those are very helpful actually. <laughs> um, so just how I talk with them, but, and then I feel like for the most part though, they're very supportive. I know a lot of friends that, um, grew up on farms and are still trying to like work on that next generation taking over. I think my dad and grandpa are really good at that. And I'm very thankful that they have given me the opportunities and are letting, letting me try new things and take over. Um, Cause I know that's not the case for everybody and that it can be really difficult when that doesn't happen. If you could go back and and give yourself a piece of advice when you first came back home to work, knowing what you know now, is there something that you would tell younger you when you first started? Oh, yeah. I would probably just eat like a big piece of humble pie. Like I think (laughs) when you first like, I don't know, you get out of college or get back home, you think like you have all these bright ideas and, oh, we're going to do this, this, and this, and it'll be great. And sometimes I wish I would have just, I think that's probably is where my dad and I butted heads because I thought I knew what was right. And obviously he'd been here way freaking longer and knows way more than I do. Um, But so just like sitting back and listening and really learning before, like really learning and understanding before like throwing out new ideas would probably have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many times I've suggested something to my dad. And again, he says the same thing over and over. It's worked this way for so many years. I'm not going to change how I do things now. So I just had to sit and chew on that for a little while. And that's something that my husband is slowly learning is kind of the way things go <laughs> too. So I I 100% agree with that advice is have ideas and like feel free to throw them out but just know you're going to get rejected a lot (laughs) (laughs) right and I I do hate that saying though like oh we've been doing it for so long because that doesn't always mean it's right so yeah that's equally frustrating sometimes too yeah I feel like men are this way though where if you throw out an idea they'll say no right away but then they come back you know, like months later, and then it'll be their idea. They'll be like, you know, I was thinking we should do this. I'm like, yeah, I told you this like eight months ago. I hope you should do this. But that is a great idea. So just like plant seeds and they'll start to grow sometimes. (laughs) That is very true. My dad, he in cow terms, he's a ruminator. So if you give him an idea, he needs to ruminate on it for a while and then he'll eventually come around. (laughs) Yes, I love that. (laughs) oh gotta love family it's fun like it's 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 a lot of fun but there's a lot of I I understand there's a lot of unspoken things but I understand (laughs) 
what is your what like what's your favorite part of the day? I don't want to say like what does a normal day look like for you because as a farmer there is no like normal day. So what is something that you look forward to every day? Oh, I do like I just I don't know, it's not like a specific thing, but like especially not to like just talk about the rotary, but it really did like change the way we do everything and like allowed me to have the lifestyle that I wanted and our managers and like even all of our milkers um, when we were kind of making and putting together the schedule, I asked everyone for their ideal schedule and it's just like really awesome and fulfilling, like especially as a manager too, to be able to give everyone exactly what they want and like still have the schedule you want too. So like just being able to have that flexibility in my work day where if I want to stay home with my son, like I can make it work, you know, one day a week right now is what I'm doing. Um, but if he's sick, like too, like I can be home with him and just, I don't feel tied down to either. So just, I don't know. I really like having that flexibility. And I'm sure your employees enjoy having that as well, because I think a lot of times, I mean, farming is a very demanding job and a lot of places don't offer time off. They have like terrible hours. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why there's like no one that wants to work on farms. So I just I want to applaud you for taking um, other people's um, ideas and like lives into your consideration when you're making schedules like that, because I'm sure they appreciate it more than, you know, more than you'll ever know. Oh, yeah, it's I think it like makes a huge difference. And like my dad has always said, like, we want to try to be an employer of choice. It's like people want to come to us. Um, and it I, honestly, like, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I feel like it really has worked. Like, um, we haven't had any turnover now in like two years, I think. And I feel like especially in dairy farming, that's not that common, unless I'm just like living in a bubble. I don't know. But no, I, I don't think it is. I mean, I think, yeah, obviously I was on a farm for 14 years, but a lot of dairies, especially nowadays, I they're coming and going so fast. Yeah. And we used to be like that too. Um, and so that's what it like, it really does matter, like being able to provide the schedules and provide the flexibility and the vacation and just all those, all the little things really do matter, especially, you know, in employee management like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing, and then we'll move into some rapid fire questions. Um, just speaking on the, the being a mom and being a farmer and juggling all the things, um, to know that you have, you know, and obviously you're saying that you don't have a balance, but I think it's incredible that you have found a little bit of balance that you can go home and be with your son if he's sick, because I think it's... I don't know why it's just like a woman thing that this happens, but it's really hard to be a mom and work full time. Like, I feel like if if a kid is sick, it usually falls on the mom and it's their responsibility. Um, and, and as a farmer, too, it's not something that you can just walk away from to go do something, you know. Um, so have... Has it been a kind of like a learning curve or is your family um, just really open to the idea of you raising your son this way? Um, kind of walk us through that. Like, has it been a fighting kind of thing or has it been pretty natural? 
No, everyone and everyone, we have a great team at our farm too. Like all of the managers, like everyone is so supportive of our schedule. And um, my husband and I actually adopted our son. So we had to go to New Mexico for like 14 days um, before we could come back home. So I was actually like gone for an entire month, um, two years. Yeah, almost two years ago already. Um so everyone, like I said, on our whole team is just really supportive and made it work for us. And we try to have that family environment at our farm for everyone. Um, so I think everyone is kind of in the same boat and would step up for whoever needed it at the time. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. We're ending on a happy note. Um, all right. We are going to do some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I hope so. I hope you don't there- pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Cheese curds are, do you like them better fresh and squeaky or fried? Uh, fried. But if I'm being honest and people are going to hate me for this, I would rather have an onion ring. I, I mean, that's fair. Like, I, don't, I don't not like cheese curds. Like if cheese curds are there, I will eat deep fried cheese curds, but I would also rather eat onion rings. Yeah, I'm actually, I agree with that. I mean, I love cheese curds, but also if I'm like going to Culver's, I don't want a whole side of them. Right. That's, that's a lot yeah. of cheese. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> um, Speaking of Culver's, what is your favorite flavor of the day? Oh, I don't, I'm probably really lame. I don't know if I've tried. I always just get either a hot fudge sundae or like a strawberry milkshake. I don't, I don't venture out much. I'll accept it. It's fine. <laughs> You're still getting the custard. <laughs> um, all right. One final question. This is, it's a very important question. Uh, it might change the future of, I don't know, your future on this podcast. If you go to Quick Trip, are you getting brown cap or green cap chocolate milk? Oh my God. I think... I'm you probably think? not going This back. is not a thinking question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't honestly compared the two. I fair life chocolate milk. Sorry. I don't uh, okay. I haven't done the the side by side. All right. You could just say brown cap and make me happy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um I I do love fair life. I really like the uh that core li- or core power. Yes. I get those a lot for breakfast. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on here. This was great despite our technical difficulties. Hopefully the audio turns out okay. Um, before I let you go, are you on social media much? Um, and if so, where can people follow you? Uh, personally, no. But uh, I mean, yes. Yes, but no. Um, <laughs> yes, but no, we don't want you. <laughs> Well, I have a, like, on Facebook, like, if I wouldn't say hi to you in the grocery store, then I don't accept friend requests. Yep. <laughs> it's just more of a private thing. But you can follow um, our farm. It has uh, Instagram and Facebook. And that's John D. Farm. J-O-N-D-E. Awesome. Well, yeah, make sure everyone goes and checks out that. Um, 
I want to thank you again for being on the podcast and thank everyone for listening. If you are not following us yet, you can follow Amber at Cranberry Chats and I am over at Becca Hilby. And then, of course, the podcast page is at Forward Farming Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the things. We're everywhere. Um, Once again, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.